0: So this word from Saint. Paul uh, that we get this this evening uh, from the letter to the Romans is kind of a tricky one um, he's talking about faith and uh, whenever we talk about faith in Saint Paul right we we can't help but recognize um, that there's some controversy over what he's talking about right like we this is a big difference between a lot of uh, well for us as Catholic Christians and For a lot of our Protestant brothers and sisters about what exactly is Paul talking about when he talks about the word of faith which he preaches. And then our our passage uh, today, right, it it can seem like uh, this faith, to have faith is actually a really simple thing, right? If if you confess uh, with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And our Protestant brothers and sisters have have taken that and and said like, okay, great. Like, I just have to have kind of like a one time event in my life when I just acknowledge in my heart that I believe in Jesus, and then I I just say a, a a prayer or I say a simple confession that I believe Jesus is Lord, and then and then I'm saved, right? Because it's it's like well, that's that's what Saint Paul is talking about. Uh, the the trick is that. Um, for us as Catholics, right, we we, we have a, a different understanding of it. Uh, and one commentary that I was listening to, I was, I was listening to a, a scripture scholar uh, this week. He was talking about how the the word faith it has a couple of different dimensions to it, or a couple of different characteristics to it. So the the first characteristic is is exactly uh, how I think every Christian would interpret this. This this. Uh, interior characteristic, where I hear the gospel message proclaimed, and I have to decide in my mind, in my heart, I have to decide, do I really believe this? Do I really believe this message? Do I, I, do I really believe that whatever happened on the cross, that Jesus has done something that, that somehow sets me free from sin? And so therefore, he is my savior, right? This, this interior, I have to process through things and eventually give my intellectual assent, right? That's, that's a real thing. But then uh, the, the, the commentator was talking about how this second part, confessing with your mouth, it points to the second characteristic of faith, according to Paul, which is that it's external, right? It's, it's, uh, right? So when he talks about confessing with your mouth, he 's uh, pointing to the fact that faith is not something that can remain internal but in fact it needs to come out of me and and so what paul 's example is giving right is is confessing with my mouth but but ultimately right if you read all of saint paul right it's it 's not just like a simple one time thing but in fact it's it 's this attitude that comes out of me which is an attitude and not just an attitude but a life, a way of life of putting my trust in the Lord in confidence, right? That I, I wrestle with it inside of me and I decide that I believe in Jesus, that He is the Lord of my life. And then from that interior belief, it flows out of my life in my actions, in my behavior. And I was thinking about this because this is something ultimately that I, I think Lent. Kind of draws that out of. In fact, this caught my attention during our, our opening prayer this this evening. Um, so I know it's an easy time during the opening prayer to just kind of like let the priest do his thing and, and not really pay attention. So I'll read it again. I prayed, God grant Almighty God through the yearly observances of Holy Lent that we may grow in understanding of the riches hidden in Christ and by worthy conduct pursue their effects, right? So it's actually like, I hadn't noticed this until this evening. We were actually praying for this fuller definition of faith that that we're talking about here with St. Paul, right? That there's this growing in understanding of the riches hidden in Christ, this interior aspect of faith. But then that interior aspect, right? It it pushes me, uh, uh, it urges me To pursue worthy conduct—that's fitting for conduct of someone who believes in Jesus, right? And, And again, like with Lent, right? We we talk about this how how with Lent, right? It's it's so common. It's it's encouraged for us to take on different like Lenten practices, right? And some of those Lenten practices are internal, and some are external, right? Things things like. Well, for Lent, you know, maybe if you don't know much about the Gospels, maybe it's a good practice for you to engage them, right? To read them. And as you read them, to reflect on them, right? So there's, there's this external thing that I'm doing, and I'm bringing the external thing into my life, right? Into my interior life. Or another thing, right? It's, it's like, look at your life and recognize maybe there are attachments that you have that maybe the attachment is a little too strong. And give that up, right? So again, it's something, it begins inside of me where I have to sort of reflect on my life and, and ask the question, like, maybe there are areas in my life where Jesus isn't the Lord. And, and so I, in reflecting on that, right, I want him to be the Lord. And so on the external, right, I try to fast from that thing, Right, so I think this is a really fascinating and helpful way to talk about faith as, as, as something that begins inside of me and pushes outside of me. Now, what I think is, is also a helpful thing to sort of point out is, is this, right? Like, when we, as a, a Christian person, right, an individual Christian person, when I wake up in the morning, right, and I decide that, yes, I believe in Jesus, And so, therefore, I am going to surrender my life to him in confidence and in trust. I'm going to let him be the Lord of my life, even if it means that I have to make sacrifices, even if it means that I don't always get to do the thing that I prefer to do. Right. So I decide that every morning. And then I go about my day. Right. And I run into something where it's clear that the thing that I want to do is not worthy conduct. Right. And so there, there's this sort of moment of truth, right, where I bump into something that I have to actually sort of decide. Right. Like, do I really believe this? Am I really sure about this? And this is something that happens a lot with like Lenten practices. Right. Like we, we oftentimes want to choose to do things that can be difficult. Right. It's, it's never easy to give something up. In fact, we would say if you're choosing to give up something that's easy to give up, then find something else to do right? Like Lent is me taking on the life of Jesus, which, right, the cross is like really hard, right? So if I'm choosing to do something that's easy for Lent, then maybe maybe that's an invitation to reconsider, right? So, so for Lent, I'm, I'm choosing to do something that's difficult, whether because it's inconvenient, right? If I'm spending extra time in prayer and I get to like 10 30 11 o'clock at night and I realize I haven't done my extra prayer yet it's like oh man the moment of truth is there right or I'm giving up something I'm giving up watching sports or something right and then I realize that the gophers are playing a really good basketball game and I want to turn it on which doesn't really happen but right like I I want to turn it on right and so there's that moment of truth where I have to like figure out like do I really believe this Right, or I decide for Lent that I'm gonna I'm gonna dig deep in my pockets, right? And I'm gonna find a little bit of extra loose change and I'm gonna give that away, right? And then it it's like the middle of the night and I'm just craving a pizza, right? And I have to decide, like, no, am I gonna like do I really believe, do I really believe that Jesus is the Lord? Or, right, maybe in a moment of weakness, I decide that I'd rather go my own way. I was thinking about, I've been thinking about this, how th- these moments of truth, they happen for us not only in Lent, but they happen to us all year long. And, and Lent, right? we sort of maybe magnify it or intensify those moments by choosing to take on these extra things. And part of that is, is to build up strength or maybe to develop habits of self-denial. But, but nonetheless, like all year long, all of our lives long, as long as we follow the Lord Jesus, we're going to run into these moments of truth and the question is, right, that, that we have to sort of anticipate, like, what happens when I run into one of those moments of truth? Will it be a moment that I actually cave, which happens, right? I've, I've Four days into Lent, I've failed on multiple of my Lenten practices already. Or will it be something where I actually call upon the name of the Lord Jesus for His grace And then I put forth in addition to that, or maybe uh, to, to sort of play my part, right? I put forth a little bit of effort to persevere, right? And it's never me on my own working things out so that I can just sort of like, you know, grit my teeth and push through. But it's no, it's like, I recognize that the Lord Jesus has said, ask and you will find, or seek and you will find, ask and you will receive, Knock and the door will be open, right? So I'm, I'm asking him and he is giving me his grace and therefore I want to cooperate with his grace, right? And so in those moments of truth, I choose to persevere even if it hurts. I choose to persevere even if it seems like I'm really missing out on something because I keep my eyes fixed on the long run and I know that in the long run, right, I in the long run, it's all good. Even if it means right now, it's not. Right, in fact, St. Paul talks about this uh, in the same letter to the Romans in, in chapter 5. Um, I, was, I was thinking about this, right? So, so for us to sort of run into these moments of truth and to have moments of... of uh, needing to persevere or coming up to face our human weakness, right? And then we choose to persevere and we choose to rely on the Lord for his grace. There's a suffering that happens there because we are in fact missing out on something that we perceive to be good, right? And so there's a real suffering there. And yet St. Paul says this, right? Therefore, since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we have obtained access to this grace in which we stand. And we rejoice in our hope of sharing the glory of God. And then this is the key part here. More than that, we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not disappoint us. Because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Can you see this, you guys? Like Jesus has given us access. We have professed our faith in him. He has given us access to his immense grace. And so that by his immense grace whenever we run into those moments of truth, those moments of suffering, of trial, of testing, of purification, whatever they may be, when we run into them, it's actually that we can rejoice in the suffering because the perseverance, the suffering, it produces a kind of endurance that lasts. And that endurance produces character. In other words, it allows the faith that we have in Jesus to become more firmly rooted in us. And that character produces hope. In other words, it produces the very thing that helps me to look forward to all of the promises to come. And the promises that are to come never, ever disappoint us. Because somehow, by those promises, the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, is poured into our hearts. And then this is, this is maybe the last thing, but it's, this is like the really cool thing, right? So, so in, in our gospel passage, it says that it begins by saying that Jesus is filled with the Holy Spirit, and then he's led by the Spirit into the desert. He goes into the desert, right, for 40 days and 40 nights for this time of trial, this time of purification, this time of testing. And at the end of it, he's bumped up with one of those moments of truth, right? These temptations where he has to decide, like, am I really surrendered to the will of the Father? Right, and we know that it's Jesus, and so we know that he is. But nonetheless, right, to enter into that ourselves, he enters into this this test, this this thing, and he perseveres through it. And then the very next verse in in, uh, Luke chapter four, it says this, and Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit, into Galilee, right? So he begins with the Holy Spirit and yet somehow, right? Somehow through his persevering of the suffering of the trial of the purification, somehow through that, he actually is able to grow in power in the Holy Spirit. And this, you guys, is what he offers to us whenever we ourselves are willing to cooperate with his grace and to persevere through those moments of truth. Right To persevere when, when it seems like our spiritual energy is drained, when it seems like our excitement to follow Jesus has dwindled, Right, we run into those moments where it's like, am I sure that I believe in this? And you guys, when we receive the grace of God and we can persevere through that, the end result is hope. The end result is power in the Holy Spirit, which is just so darn incredible. And this is the gift that's offered to us, to you and to me. But we can't receive the gift unless we're willing to cooperate with his grace. And we can't really cooperate with his grace unless we first believe. Right, so it begins with this question. Do I really believe it? And do you really believe it? And if it is, if the answer is yes, then it's time for us, brothers and sisters, To put one foot in front of the other and to persevere through any sufferings that, that it seems like the world can throw at us. Any sufferings that it seems like sometimes even our Lenten practices can force upon us, even though we've freely taken them on. To persevere through those things, cooperating with the Lord's grace, so that he can give us the power of the Spirit. And to give us a hope that does not disappoint.